Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. This week we're joined by Asim Bernie of You Podcast to discuss David Dewan's hit 1997 comedy Judwa, starring Salman Khan as a pair of twins separated at birth who sometimes share reflexes. And Dewan's recent remake, Judwa 2, starring Varun Dewan as again a pair of twins separated at birth who sometimes share reflexes. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Uh, welcome to the show, Asim. We are so happy to have you on. We've been talking for a while online. This has been a while in the making. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. It's like worlds of podcasting colliding, <laughs> finally. <laughs> yes. Like a podcast Voltron. <laughs> yeah. I think we if can... we get like Shah and a few others, we can get like the arms and the legs and all yeah. together. Right? Shah and uh, Mo Baloch and uh... Asim, you do a podcast called You Podcast, which is the longest running Bollywood podcast in the entire world. It is. I think it is. Honestly, I think nice. it is. Um... Because uh, I was thinking, because everybody quits, right? Like everybody yeah. starts mm-hmm. with blogging and podcasting and then after a while they just kind of quit. And we were talking about this a bit earlier because it's a hobby. And for me, it was always about connecting people and talking to my friends with about movies, you know? So that conversation that I have on the telephone or on Skype, I just record them and they're on your podcast. What makes us kind of different, I think, is that we're lucky enough to be in London. Mm. So we get a lot of access. Yeah. We get a lot of access to interviews with stars. And I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough to have met pretty much all the big ones. Cool. And that kind of gives us kind of a slightly different edge to maybe other podcasts. Um, but uh, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's still a hobby. And we've been. Doing, I think the first one was in 2009. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> Who was the coolest star that you met? Um, it's, it's funny, man. Like meeting a star, it's, it, in its, in, in its entirety, it's kind of an experience because you see these guys on screen and some you like, some you don't like, but when you see them in real life, it's like they have this magical presence around them mm-hmm. and they just seduce you, man. <laughs> it's very, very hard to kind of keep your biases in check or, you know, like, I don't like Shah Rukh Khan, right? Like, if, if I love Shah Rukh Khan, but giving an example, yeah. like, I'm a Salman Khan fan, I'm not a Shah Rukh fan. You see Shah Rukh, you melt. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's insane. But the coolest guy was honestly Imran Khan, and we were talking oh, about that, really? right, Matt? Like, he is the coolest guy. He was the first guy, he was the only actor that actually walked into the journalist pen that we have we get like mm-hmm. some drinks or some croissants or something like that and he came in he was asking us about the some our thoughts about the new song promo it was for um the last movie he did with uh gori terimpiarme with uh, karina kapoor oh yeah um uh, he asked us about how it was the booty song the booty song was playing so he was like how do you like the booty song and stuff like that so and it's funny because everybody wants to impress these stars so they get like super hyper all these journalists have like really small egos <laughs> so it's it's funny um so imran khan was the coolest um karina kapoor is the most magical being Mm. ever i don't know what she's made of it's like (laughs) sparkles fairy dust or something like that um funny enough our most popular download is vidya jamwal Mm. oh wow well that doesn't entirely surprise me he has a lot of fans but for obvious reasons that man is beautiful but he works best in a visual medium (laughs) exactly you can't really hear him flex right (laughs) yeah I think we just 
geeked out and we, it became like a talk about martial arts and nunchucks mm, and stuff like that and we got sweet. like in this really geeky boy boys <laughs> martial arts zone and i i don't think the thing is also with the and you guys know this really like podcast is the only place where you can have a long conversation about something right yeah. it's true yeah. and even with these actors with 10 minutes 15 minutes i can actually talk about something that's not like oh how was it working with this star and why did you mm-hmm. ch- pick this movie and the same questions on and on and again mm-hmm. and every time i've interviewed a person an actor they always say to me this was or the most fun interview or they thanked me for asking some different questions. Yeah. So listening to what it's like to be interviewed on TV, you're just doing like five minute segments over and over again, different channels, different shows. Hmm. And you're just sitting in a room with no one else around too. You're just sitting there with a camera and getting asked the same questions every five minutes. So being able to talk about anything apart from, so what's Irfan like is probably, (laughs) you know, a bit of a treat. Yeah. One thing I've so, heard about stars is that they all have big heads. Can you confirm? <laughs> like physically? Uh, yeah, like oh. it, it just shoots well. Okay. So like Yeah, I guess. Star actors generally have big noggins. Can you confirm? Yeah, I think that's true. Vern does have a big head, but I think I have a big head too, so maybe it's kind it's of maybe good. it's an Asian thing. It's know. looking good right now. We're 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 seeing you on video right now. It's heads looking good. Maybe the it's Asian's all... also inflating. It could be. <laughs> they could have started with a small head and then it grew. Exactly. Yeah. But like when I interviewed Varun Dhawan for Dilwale, was it Dilwale? I think I've, I've interviewed him twice and uh, he remembered me um, from the previous interview and we ended up talking about Star Wars because mm-hmm. Dilwale was coming out the same thing as Star Wars right, yeah. and then we were making fun of Kriti's son on that she was Chewbacca or something like that. So I mean... <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> No, no, no. It was like in a jokey way. You uh, can go yeah. to the blog and have a look. It was, I would not make a mean joke about any lady, but yeah. uh, it, like this, they would not ha- be having a joke kind of conversation about mm-hmm. Star Wars and Chewbacca with any other yeah. journalist, right? So yeah. that's kind of cool because I don't know. Can I curse on the podcast? Oh, yeah. We encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I don't give a fuck, right? That's how it Good. works. My- so, yeah. Yeah, and I think the the podcasting medium being more of a hobbyist medium um, and and one where people come to it and start shows because they're genuinely passionate about something Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe they can figure out how to make money at it. But a lot of people don't start podcasts um, or I think a lot of people who are successful at podcasts don't start just because they want to make money. And so that kind of makes it... um, a bit looser and you're not beholden to a publication or a station where you have to kind of hit certain notes. And so you can just have a conversation with people uh, like these celebrities, like they're just regular people. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, I think that's a real benefit um, to your show uh, because you can hear these stars kind of when they don't have their guard up in the same way. Not that they've yeah. let their guard down, um, but it's not the same interview that you're seeing everywhere else mm-hmm. or reading everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, that's what I try. And like, even then I was speaking with Tapsi Pannu for uh, Nam Shabana. Mm. I, I just started off like, Tapsi, you have the coolest name ever. And, she does. I mean, honestly, it's, I just want to keep repeating Tapsi Pannu, Tapsi Pannu. It yes. just sounds so good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she just was taken aback and she started laughing and <laughs> Um, you know, like Rani Mukherjee, I was saying like, Rani, why haven't we seen your smile on the screen for so long? And she just started laughing, you know, these kind of things. And I, the thing, there's a lot of, um, 
conversations now having about uh, happening about you know like um uh misogyny in film cu- culture you know mm-hmm. and uh i think it's very prevalent in bollywood press too mm-hmm. and i can sense it right and when you come in with with when we, we we speak with people or with you know women on a on a completely like friendly non-threatening way they react better because they don't have their guard up like a lot of times i'll hear from people katrina kaif is very guarded she mm-hmm. she's like very defensive mm-hmm. but there's a reason for that yeah. there is a reason if you're in a press pen with all, a lot of bollywood stars the uh, ac- uh, journalist the only thing they'll be doing is bitching about it if mm-hmm. it's a lady they'll be making lewd remarks stupid remarks um and uh, if it's a guy it's it, it yeah it's it's just gossiping and horrible horrible stuff and mm-hmm. you feel that that just kind of fills the room and because i don't partake in any of that bullshit um i just come with a slate clean and just i just want to have an honest conversation with these people you know yeah. and i think people react to that they can sense that mm-hmm. uh, and plus i'm again cuz again not giving a fuck is is like you know i'm my career doesn't depend on a good or a bad it's interview true. right yeah. so exactly i don't have an editor pushing me like ask rithik about kangana ranaut or <laughs> ask amir khan about the alleged affair i i do not care about any of those things right mm-hmm. well does i mean anuksha sharma actually do an interview where someone doesn't ask her about her boyfriend and mm-hmm. it's yeah. ridiculous because that has nothing to do with her as an actress. He's extremely yeah. famous. Yep. That's he, it. He is. Yeah. Um, but again, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And, and you can see um, when you see kind of video interviews with her uh, that she's just annoyed by this. She's just sick of it. And mm-hmm. I would be yeah. too because it has nothing to do with her performance in whatever film she's promoting. Yeah. And yeah. yet they're going to ask her consistently. They, I do feel when they're over in London, they feel less pressure and they mm. they're kind of looser anyway. Because Indian media is very much in their face, you know, yeah. like every bite gets replayed and they really kind of try because it's a competitive landscape. I think you know, um, a lot of the when they come to the London things, um, or you'll have the BBC kind of radio hosts, uh, radio and TV hosts yeah. uh, that are there and they have a rapport with them because they see them every pro- movie promotion. Then there's a lot of kind of freelancers and bloggers mm-hmm. or who are basically fans you know they're more interested mm-hmm. in taking a selfie <laughs> after the interview than the actual interview themselves so it, it's funny that because i like it's it, it's funny because I, I i know that i stand apart because i hear a lot of it from my other journalist friends because i just again don't give a fuck <laughs> have I you want- taken a selfie with anyone i no i've never no that's good that's good ever ever i'm not um they like the press people have taken photos of me and i i'm awkward i'm awkward on photos i only when my wife takes my photo i look decent otherwise (laughs) i do not look good on a photo especially like it's it's weird man because I'm not friends with these guys, so you just kind of like stand up straight, and it's super awkward when it's a, a female actress because I, I, you know, you don't want to invade her space, and when it's a dude, is like, what do we do? Do we like throw gang signs up? Like I'm 36, you know, I'm 37. What am yeah. I doing? You know, it just becomes a very you awkward the, kind of thing. The hover hand I'm demonstrating can't can't see it on the podcast, but you can kind of hold your yeah. hand above rather than like an arm grab. But that is one of the yeah. great things about podcasts is that it is a an oral medium 
Uh, and so, you know, it's very intimate. Yeah, it is very intimate, but I, I like um, that I don't need to worry about like images. <laughs> I don't need yeah. to worry about people seeing me. So I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I have to ask you about uh, the tagline for your show. On Twitter, it says movie reviews by fans, not critics. Um, and I'm curious, do you consider yourself a critic? I do not. No. I do not. I honestly, like even Aaron, when I'm talking to you um, on Twitter, very quickly, I understand, you know, a lot more about film technique and cinema mm. and history than I do. Um, and I totally understand. And also my my interests don't veer too much towards very artsy kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even actively maybe push back against that kind of cinema just because it's really not my thing. And I've seen a lot of it. Like I grew up in Belgium and I was in a small kind of town and they only had one artsy cinema and they used to show Italian movies, Romanian movies, Bulgarian movies, all movies. And we used to go there every week because there was no other cinema there. So I I watched watched a lot of them. I appreciate them for what what they were. But give me a good masala movie. Mm -hmm. It just feed something in me that you know nothing else does you know i i want move i want cinema to be moving i don't want it to be theater transported to the screen mm. um and that kind of annoys me like when it's a movie like lunchbox i like lunchbox mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's kind of become my 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 kind of I, I, uh, the idea of movies that i don't necessarily like because it just feels like a theater play that's on screen and mm. there's a bit more technique about how they're you know how they're cooking the food and the, the zoom in on the chili and the spices, the bubbling on the tarka and all that kind of stuff. But it's just not my cinema, you know. Give me jurua, I'm happy. <laughs> Give me jagga juice, jasus, I'm happy. Yeah. Give me rock star, I'm happy. Don't give me lunchbox, ship of Theseus. Um, you know, uh, Peddlers, I saw Peddlers mm-hmm. was a movie by Anurag Kashyap. Uh, he, uh, he kind of won some prize with it. So all these kind of can movies, it's, it's not my bag. What about um, someone I, who kind of bridges that, though, like a Bansali or a Bardwaj? Bansali, uh, Sanjilila Bansali, I have some issues with. I feel it's all very pretty, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But it never emotionally hits me like any of his characters they all just seem very cosmetic to me at least um and i never connect with him i loved his previous movies i love khamoshi was one of my favorite of his hmm. uh, hamdil dechu kesanam was good black was good um but beside that ramlila bajrangi uh, uh, bajira i mean i it, did, it didn't work for me like i still can't figure out how everybody died in bajira mastani like how <laughs> Like what? They just died. Like what happened? It was like their separation. It was like eight hundred years ago. Obviously, they're dead. They, they they were separated, and the very act of being separated just you know caused them to perish. Right, it's right, poetic. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, Bardwaj? Uh, I, I I love Bardwaj. I like. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. Like a, uh, like Macbool or because we just recently watched Macbool, and you know it is a Shakespeare movie, but it's also a Hindi gangster film, and I think it really bridges that really well. I, I, I yeah, I've loved all of them. Omkara, I love. It's so yeah. good. Um, uh, even, Heather, I had some issues with Shahid Kapoor's central performance. I thought he was the weakest, and hmm. uh, I think everybody around him was great. But 
it's a difficult discussion to have online because you have so many fans of Shahid that will just not accept that opinion, right? Hmm. So I just kind of keep it to myself. I liked Heather. I didn't like Shahid Kapoor in it. <laughs> That's fair. So do you find that uh, like the term film critic is inherently pretentious? And do you find film critics to be somewhat pretentious? Um, I, I don't... I, I just feel it's a skill that I don't have. Like, mm. I I necessarily don't see myself as a journalist or a, a radio host either, right? Um, because they have skill sets that I do not have. I've not studied for this. Basically, I'm I'm a fanboy, right? I, I watched movies and I, I, I love talking about it. And that's how far it goes. Um, I've seen lots of movies. Uh, now less because I have a kid and I have a family and stuff like that. But I used to watch two movies a day until before I got married, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen a lot of movies, but that's how far my, uh, you know, skill set goes. Um, so I don't. It. it I, I. I would feel odd to say I'm a critic because I'm not. I'm not as good as Anupa as Anupama Chopra, right? Like, like when I speak with her, um, and even though she's, she's even one of those more uh, moderate kind of. Um, she tones it down and very popular massy in a way yeah. in her approach of how she dissects cinema. And she also has those moments where she veers into fandom, like mm-hmm. specifically when it's Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've read her biography of Shah Rukh Khan. It's yeah. excellent. But, but you're right about how kind of that line that she's straddling um, kind of as a critic. Yeah. Or even uh, the guy with the complicated name on Twitter, uh, Bhardwaj Rangan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you read his stuff and it's like, you read it and you say, I'm definitely not a film critic, you know? <laughs> like, what this guy can do and how he can think about movies, I don't have that skill set. So, uh, it's, it, I don't find them pretentious. I just feel they're, they're awesome okay. and I'm not, you know? So that's why I never wanted to be, uh, I don't see myself as a film journalist. I don't see myself as a film critic, honestly. And I don't mean to pick at this point. I just thought it was really interesting because I think based on your output and how long you've been doing this, um, that you have honed um, a point of view. And I I wouldn't hesitate to call you a critic personally. And I don't (laughs) think it's necessarily, I mean, I understand what you're saying when you say that that I have um, a a strong background in film criticism, but that's just because I went to school for it. (laughs) Mm, Um, And I don't think, um, I mean, everyone has an opinion, and I don't think that you necessarily have to kind of have a formal education to mm. um, to become a critic or to put your opinions out there. I do think you need to see a lot of movies and kind of develop a voice. Yeah, you don't you, ne- you don't necessarily need theoretical underpinnings to exactly. know why you like a movie or not. Exactly, yeah. you don't need to understand um, lighting techniques because most that's... people don't. Most people go to the movies; they're yeah. just there to have a good time. Yeah. So. You know, yeah. if you can speak to that audience, that's perfect. Yeah. And that, that I, can enhance a, a critique, but it's not necessary because, yeah. um, you know, other critics look at different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think for us, it's all, it was also about finding a space on the net, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of placing yourself where you are, what kind of movies you're talking about. And when we started, uh, there used to be this call, uh, website called Passion for Cinema, um, and a lot of these writers and these Anurag Kashyap kind of people, they were writing on it. They were like very vocal about it. And it was kind of this alternative to, let's say, Bollywood Hangama. Mm. Bollywood Hangama is all massy. And then Passion for Cinema is all like Ship of Theseus and Polish movies and stuff like that. So I wanted to 
talk smartly about the massy movies mm. so i don't want to be bollywood hangama because i'm not interested in who people are sleeping with but i i feel there's really value in a movie that reaches a large audience mm-hmm. and just talking about box office earnings is not enough you know yeah. i love talking about farah khan's cinema right yes. i love that you know i can talk about her for ages she's one of my favorite filmmaker and when i make a stupid joke she dms me to say awesome that was a good joke so <laughs> uh... you know that's kind of a cool thing like Farah, man well you know, that's something we that's something we've talked about on the show is that part of what's difficult about someone from the west getting into bollywood films is that um it's easy to see an art movie regardless of what country it comes from mm. because it has yeah. Serious-minded topics, and it's very technically brilliant, etc. But it's difficult to put yourself in the mind of just a normal person who wants to have a good time, because I don't know what it's like to live in Mumbai. Yeah. So I, I don't know what you know what you're thinking about every day when some Mumbai car goes to work and wants mm. to get away from that. And I have to put myself into that headspace to watch a you know masala film. So it's, that yeah. is way harder than. De- de- figuring out like, well, this this uh, this art film is reminiscent of Godard, who's mm-hmm. reminiscent of this. I mean, you could you can you could do the ho- homework on that, but you can't do the homework on what the average person is like. And that's why I think a lot of Bollywood hasn't penetrated kind of the Western film sphere at all. Um, is just because it's it, it's populist. It's these masala films and uh, critics. If they're watching something with subtitles, they're expecting a certain kind yeah. of uh, quality and self-seriousness um, that you're not going to get with, I mean, you get with some Bollywood films, but not with the vast majority of them. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, um, well, Bollywood does have a huge presence in the West, because obviously we know tons of people who watch them and go to the theater and et cetera. Um, the critical establishment uh, still isn't paying attention. It's a lot of work, and it's not in your film studies curriculum when you go to university, too. You, you watch Mother India, Aaron watched Dilse, and then there you go. That's all you need to know about India. Yeah. Oh, maybe Asad Yajit Ray. And Bimal Roy. Very and Bimal Roy. Roy. Like, you maybe get four movies in four years of film studies, and then, yeah. you know, look into this if you're interested, but here's back to France. But it's interesting what you say about wanting to have serious conversations about these Masala films, because when we've done episodes like on the Krish films, we've had people saying, like, why are you wasting your time with this garbage? We even had someone yesterday message me when I kind of tweeted that we were going to see uh, Jidwa 2. Why are you wasting your time? And it's like, well, people love these movies. These movies are enjoyed by millions of people. Krish is still one of the highest grossing franchises in all of Bollywood. Doesn't this deserve, like... Our, our our time and attention, shouldn't we watch these movies and, and, and ask ourselves, like, why do people enjoy them? What's good about them? What's fun? Mm-hmm. You can also, you know, point to the goofiness and the silliness, but I don't think we should ignore the Krish franchise um, just because it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was the Katrina podcast you guys did or it was the one before where you were saying that, you know, you guys were getting, you were happy because you got a reference from a previous movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And then we got a few of them in uh, Jidwa too, too. So I was happy about that. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it kind of builds up because you, you're kind of getting entrenched in this culture and this language that we speak, you know. And I think, like, particularly, we, we're going to be talking about David Dhawan. This is a tough one for you guys, I imagine, right? Because this is so specific. And comedy is always the last type of genre that you understand in a foreign cinema. Like, I speak pretty much perfect French. 
I cannot watch every French comedy. I just do not find them necessarily funny because there's yeah. a cultural barrier there. Where it's like, what are we laughing at? You know, it's yeah. just like, you know, unless it's slapstick. Slapstick is universal, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the, uh, Jacques Tati. That's that's really easy to enjoy. Um, but like casual fall, I think, is maybe a bit. You trickier. need to know what it was like to be gay in French in the 80s or something before you <laughs> yeah. even start getting half the yeah. jokes. Yeah. And to be fair, yeah. Matt and I both speak French and we don't really like French comedies that much either. Or exactly. Yeah. Or Quebecois comedies, honestly. <laughs> oh, I like uh, La Grande Seduction. But yeah. I think uh, comedy is the hardest genre to just kind of translate across cultures. Partly because uh, it's hard to subtitle jokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and that's one thing that I really notice with um, like the straight up Bollywood comedies. Like, there's comedy elements in most Bollywood films, but the ones like David Dewan's films, or at least the ones I've seen that are straight up comedies, it's really hard to understand like why this joke was funny. If it's but mile sure, a minute dialogue too, you're only getting half of it. Yeah, but I'm sure yeah. in Hindi. It does make sense as to why it's funny, but the English yeah. translation doesn't. Um, and so, so that is a disadvantage that we have. So my wife is French, um, French from Paris, for like proper mm -hmm. French, not like Pakistani that raised in, you know, in, in Fran France or something. So she's, she's okay, proper French. <laughs> yeah. So, but we watch Bollywood movies together on and off, right? Mm -hmm. my, one of my favorite movies is Andaz Apna Apna. I've never showed it to her. Because there's no point. Yeah. She will not get anything. It hmm. it will pass like that. Like nothing. She won't catch any jokes. So there's no point. I, and it's weird because it's one of my most cherished movies. The one I quote the most probably. And it's something I can't share with her. Because it's such a specific type of comedy. But if we have a dungle, dungle is universal. Yeah. Anybody yeah. will cry. Anybody yeah. will cry in dungle. You know? Three idiots, you know? And Amir really hits that kind of really well. Like he, he can really... I mean, if anybody can win an Oscar, it's going to be him. It's not going to be Anurag Kashyap. Yeah. It's going to be Amir. He's got I can't a... believe they didn't submit Dungal for the Oscars. Yeah. I, I like okay. Newton. It's a good movie. But man, I think Dungal yeah. could have taken it. He's got a kind of Charlie Chaplin-esque like, <laughs> translation ability. You just yeah. always understand where his characters are coming from. And his stories are so uh, universal that yeah. Uh, yeah, it, they always work. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I think that leads us to David Dawan. We invited you on to talk about these films because we did an episode a while back on Varun Dawan, who we love uh, and who I think can be very funny. And we watched Main Terra Hero and we hated it. <laughs> but you really <laughs> like Main Terra Hero. I love Main Terra Hero. I've seen it probably like 15 times. Oh my God. Uh, Why? I love, I love, love, love that movie. I love okay. it more than Judoar 2, just to kind of tell you where I'm at. I don't think you'll make a better movie, honestly. I don't think... Wow. It's kind of lightning in a bottle, you know? It's just like everything kind of came together for that movie, and I love it. Huh. Um, I mean, I like both of these better than uh, Main Terror Hero. Uh, yeah. Jedwa and Jedwa too. They're both the same movie, basically. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> it, I like the songs in Main Terror Hero. I actually do revisit those songs, partly because Varun Dewan is such a great dancer, and I think those songs are really fun, especially the main theme about, like, here's your hero. Um, yeah, but so the good. overall film, I just felt was kind of all over the place, which is also something that I noticed about a lot of Bollywood comedies that, again, um, and I'm sure I'm going to re be repeating this over and over again throughout this episode, is just maybe 
not something I've adjusted to yet, (laughs) to that rhythm. It's a a really tough one because, um, like, the funniest joke that I find in Metera Hero is not any way that you can translate it. Mm -hmm. It's just a throwaway line where some, like, I think you've got the the bad guy, right? The the one that's trying to marry whoever, Ileana, I think. Mm -hmm. And he's getting a massage on the pool. And Varun just comes in and he says, oh, you're having a massage. That line kills me (laughs) in Hindi. And there's no, like, how do I explain to you why that is funny? It's his delivery, the way he does it, the way he pronounces the name of the henchman and he doesn't talk about the main bad guy. It is like a total throwaway line, but it is the funniest thing ever. Hmm. Like, like, but it's, it's just, it's comedy. And honestly, on our show, on you podcast, we don't, uh, we don't talk too much about con- comedies because mm-hmm. I just find them unbelievably hard to justify, criticize, mm-hmm. talk about, analyze because it's so personal, right? It's like the bread you grow up on. Yeah. You know, I yeah. grew up on Belgian bread. I don't like English bread. I think it's terrible. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it's just what you're used to. Milk, bread, and comedy movies. You cannot change it. <laughs> what you grew up with is what you like. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess I grew up watching Three Stooges and, uh, you know, Marx Brothers and stuff, Charlie Chaplin, things that were playing weekends. So a lot of slapstick works for me, honestly. Slapstick really works for me because I saw a lot of it growing up, as does, like, Monty Python. Because yeah. there was yeah. always Monty Python on growing and up. Trying so to that explain, kind of like, and The Simpsons, too. Yeah. And trying to explain why a Monty Python joke, which is just some weird shit that's happening, usually, why that's so funny, and trying to translate that must be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It yeah, probably like, doesn't if, show in many other countries. And, the, like, if I show Monty Python to my dad, and I explain to him why coconuts are funny <laughs> as horses... He will not get it. Like it's 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 it won't like translate at all. But yeah. it is hilarious. I'm just thinking about coconuts and laughing. <laughs> I'm just thinking but about the good. the fish slapping dance. Right? <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> but I think what you say, Asim, is very true about how personal comedy is, uh, because it depends on you as a person and where you're from and all those sorts of things. And that's probably one of the reasons why comedy has such a difficult time breaking into kind of like the awards mm-hmm. uh, films. And so very few comedic roles ever kind of win Oscars. Very few comedies are ever nominated. And to this day, people are still saying that like Marissa Tomei didn't actually win that Academy Award. I think because it's a comedic performance. And she's a woman. And she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and she was a young woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have a bit of background here on David Zawan. He started off as an editor and then moved on to directing. Comedy is obviously his specialty. He is known for his collaborations with Govinda. They've made 17 films together. Wow. Oh. Uh, including 1993's Ankhan and 2007's Partner. Uh, from, and I'm to understand that those are David Dewan's biggest hits. Would you confirm that, Asim, as someone who is more familiar with him? Yeah, he. I, I think those are probably his biggest hits. He has he has a long line of movies with Govinda that honestly I don't necessarily even can identify which one was which. Mm-hmm. Um, Raja Babu was a huge thing, um, and it's referenced a few times in the first Jodhwa, even even in Jodhwa two. I'll take so, your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I mean, he's been making movies for a long time and he's had ups and downs, but I think last his last few movies has kind of had a career resurgence, I think. Mm-hmm. He has been nominated for a Filmfare Award for Best Director twice um, for Aachen and 2000's Biwi Number 1. But again, I think that goes back to what I was saying, that like when it comes to awards rarely do they uh, recognize comedy because it's it's difficult uh, unfortunately yeah. so he's he's a big figure in the bollywood film world but he doesn't seem to have like a lot of those like kind of nominations or like sure critical acclaims that i would have expected i'm sure he's crying himself to sleep on a big bed full of money so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he makes a lot of money uh and he's the father of Rowan dewan one of our favorites and rohit dewan who directed dishoom which is a comedy that we liked yeah we liked that one yeah <laughs> we liked that but one. <laughs> it, it's also in more of a traditional hollywood buddy cop vein which it is yeah it's yeah, a lot easier is. for us to get on the same wavelength of yeah that's yeah. what i would say a, a, a huge difference between these dewan films that we're going to talk about and to shoom is to shoom is much more hollywood in its mm. approach to comedy than i think what we have here with mm-hmm. dewan yeah, so the the ones uh, cinema kind of came up when I was a teenager, so it all happened around me, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's funny. I was I, I was I, I always I was living in Belgium at that time. I'm not I've I've not, never lived in Pakistan. I've never lived in India. So even for me, there's a bit of a distance between yeah. the culture and the cinema. Um, but so like we have these big prestige studios now, right? We have Yashraj and we have Dharma, right? Those would probably be the big ones. Phantom is kind of coming in there, uh, Sanjay Leela Bansali. But you used to have that back in the 90s too. Yashraj, um, you had the Barjatiyas making the Hamab Kekons and, you know, uh, the Mene Pyarkiyas. Even Sh- Subhash Gai used to be up in there, Mukta Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they used to make these big budget prestige movies with big stars, um, big budgets. And they were also doing a lot of these foreign location songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, David kind of snuck in there, made kind of like a B category movies, um, like faster, cheaper um, a lot of um, self-referential comedy in there, very dialogue-based, um, and just boom, boom, boom. He used to direct three, four a year. I think he was working on 17 movies at a time. So it was a very... All-starring Govinda. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was very kind of a uh, contrast to what the Yashraj and Bajatias were doing. And at that time, also, India was opening up. Mm. Um and it kind of just worked in the same way where, and you even see this in the original Jurawa, where there's this push and pull between the guys coming from the States or London or something like that. But he's also very Indian, you know, mm-hmm. India is the best, you know, that kind of thing. So it was that push and pull where we weren't, India wasn't fully open yet, but it was getting there, you know. So we're not in, we're not in Kabi Khushi Kabi Ham. We're in Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, okay. And it, that's kind of that movie where Sunday, you know, Shahrukh Kajal, they're all wear, wearing Ralph Lauren or Polo Spore. It's like, <laughs> it looks super odd, you know. And it's like, because it, it was the thing that was happening. So that was kind of where David kind of fits in, I think, mm-hmm. cinematically. I think what you say about him being very dialogue-based is one of the reasons why we've kind of had a hard time picking up on... Uh, his rhythm in these three films that we've seen. Cause again, it's just, it's hard to translate, you know, mm-hmm. someone falling down. That's easy. Always funny. Um, <laughs> but inside jokes about the industry, about the culture, even just puns and wordplay, it's hard to translate. 
Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what of, language you're going from. It's always going to be difficult. And it's so many of these jokes are based on um, in Hindi or Urdu, you pro- uh, say it's it's a word called lehja. It's the manner of pronouncing a word mm-hmm. or a sentence. And so much of Dhawan is based on that. Like mm-hmm. the way, you know, um, uh, like you have that Pappu passport character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny yeah, Lever. Johnny Lever. In my audience, the people just started screaming when John Lever came <laughs> up. And I, if anybody like who has never seen a Bollywood movie or is not familiar with that, is like, why are people screaming? What's going on? But it's the the character he's kind of playing of this um, street level hustler, and mm-hmm. then Johnny Lever coming back, who we haven't seen, and then the way he's using these very street level f- phrases. It's just impossible to translate. It's 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 never going to translate, and you know, and it, it's a shame. But uh, that's why people kind of in the heartlands. I hate that word, but let's call it the heartlands. They have a real love for this uh, David Dhawan kind of cinema. Mm-hmm. I'll also say that oftentimes the subtitles kind of, I'll say, dumb things down for mm-hmm. for us, uh, so we can hear in in the dialogue that they're referencing figures like Ashwarya Rai, and they'll just translate that in the subtitles to, like, Starlet, or they'll find, <laughs> like, a uh, uh, a Western equivalent, and they'll say, like, J-Lo or something. Yeah, it's they really do, weird. They do that in Edelheim Mushkel. Instead of saying Sunny Leone in the subtitles, it says J-Lo. Yeah. And I don't know why they do that, because you should probably make the assumption that, you know audiences who are watching these movies who maybe don't speak Hindi might know something yeah. about the Hindi film industry. Yeah. Like Sonny Leone's got a crossover potential for well, sure. Well yeah, like yeah. don't don't assume that we don't know who some of these figures are. And so that's also something that frustrates me and yeah. sometimes I think we're missing jokes because of that. We we catch it sometimes because we can hear them say names or say the titles of oh, films. a lot of the times it's in English too. Yeah. They'll just um, say English words sometimes and then the subtitle will be different. But it makes, me, it makes me realize that we're definitely missing jokes because, and I've spoken to Hindi speakers about this before, um, they just translate completely different jokes in, in the subtitles yeah. at times. So we're not even getting You're not getting said. rhyming, slang, that kind of thing? Because yeah. the words, they don't mean the same thing in English, so it's uh, tough to do. But I will also say that I've seen films where they try to explain the joke and why it works in the subtitles, and that doesn't also work either. So... Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. But there's got to, they haven't found that happy medium yet, I don't think, mm-hmm. in subtitling. I, I think also when you go back to David Dhawan's movie, because they were low budget, a lot of them didn't have any subtitles. You can't find mm-hmm. a lot of these movies online. Mm-hmm. So that's also an issue. Things are... Yeah. improving now so judua 2 will have good subtitles but i don't even know how you guys found judua 1 with decent subtitles i don't know it's you on know, uh, don't shimaru be... on youtube the, the subtitles are really good actually oh were they okay, yeah good. yeah yeah it uh, wasn't difficult to find um but some of his other films are completely impossible for us but this yeah, one yeah. i mean salman khan's got a huge following yeah uh and they, yeah. It's, they it's got 10 million views on youtube so it's yeah wow. it seems like it's going pretty and well. this list is a legal youtube link we only yeah. watch things legally but shimmer posted yeah. this uh okay well i think that brings us to our interval Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to play a short song sample and then come back and get into Jedwa and Jedwa 2. Uh, Matt, what song are we listening to? We're going to play, in my opinion, the best song from both movies. Uh, Unchi High Building Left Terry Bantay High.
And we're playing the Jedwa 2 version. The Jedwa 2 version. How did I do on the pronunciation there? Pretty good, man. I'll give you like an eight and a half. Nice. Wow. Hey. That's way better than I thought. Well, anyway, um, phew, oh boy. <laughs> Enjoy the song. <laughs> Our sponsor for this week's episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is the Edmonton Community Foundation, specifically their podcast, which is called the Well Endowed Podcast. This week, they're talking with George Takai about his memories of growing up in a Japanese-American internment camp during the Second World War, becoming an activist, being on Star Trek, coming out in Hollywood, and uh, he also answers some caller questions as well. He will be uh, presenting a talk called 80 Years of Wisdom at the Shaw Conference Center on Wednesday, November 29th. The talk is part of the Forward Thinking Speakers series, which is presented by Edmonton Public Library and the Edmonton Community Foundation. Check out our show notes for a link to uh, buy your own tickets. The Alberta Podcast Network is an initiative to bring together podcasts from our home province of Alberta. Currently, there are 15 podcasts on the network covering a variety of topics and issues. In Jedwa 2, our villain Alex keeps getting hit on the head and losing or regaining his memory. In one scene, this comes by way of a soccer ball that is kicked all over London by our hero, a child playing in the street, and even a nun. This reminded me of one of the other podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network, The Loyal Company of the River Valley, a podcast for FC Edmonton, a world-renowned soccer club and a member of the North American Soccer League. You can listen to The Loyal Company of the River Valley at loyalcompanyrv.wordpress.com. To find out more about the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV, and the member podcast, go to albertapodcastnetwork.com. So that was Unchi High Building Left Terry Band High from Jedwa 2, but it's also in Jedwa 1. Um, so Jedwa came out in 1997, 20 years ago, and it was a remake. Let me follow this here. <laughs> It's a remake of a 1994 Telugu film called Hello Brother, which itself was a remake of a Jackie Chan movie called Twin Dragons from 1992. Yes, and that's where you get kind of like one of the twins being kind of like a street fighter mm -hmm. and the other twin being a music prodigy. That's the origin of that. That's from the Jackie Chan one. Yeah, but they, I, from what I understand, I haven't seen Twin Twin Dragons, um, but I did quickly kind of read the synopsis. They do not appear to share reflexes. Yeah, that, that's the that's the special sauce in uh, the Jedwa franchise. Yeah. Uh, so this was the first collaboration between Salman Khan and David Dewan, and it features Salman Khan, Karishma Kapoor, Rampa, who. You know, I, I really liked her, and she wasn't in a lot of other stuff, so that was that was a little sad. Yeah, and I think she was kind of a South Indian actress, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Hasn't she was done much else there. in Bollywood, unfortunately. And Anupam Kerr. And it was a super hit, this film. Yeah, it was, it was the ninth highest-grossing film of the year. So, like, pretty good for a, a low, pretty good for a low-budget comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the story of Jadwa is, you know, means twins, <laughs> and. Much more violent in the original version. Their father is a cop who is uh, kind of um, 
he's he's at odds with this uh, gangster. We don't really know what he's up to, but the movie starts where he's getting sentenced. The gangster gets a gun and tries to kill some more cops. And um, wouldn't you know it, his wife is giving birth at the same time. The gangster eventually steals one of the kids and runs off to his house. His own sons and his gang hold off the cops. Probably about 40 people died during this giant gunfight, which, you know, I was a little let down that that didn't show up in Jedi too, but whatever. Um, but anyway, it looks like one of the two babies is killed in an explosion and the other one is at home. But luckily, in the Jadwa universe, every now and then, twins are born conjoined. And when removed, they share the same reflex action. So, and let me get... Uh, make, hey, I'm laughing. That's the goal of the film. Oh, like, this is made much more clear in the second one, but it's when they're in the same country, right? The closer they get, the stronger it becomes. So that's why in kind of the final climactic scene, the one guy kind of gets superpowers because they're literally in the same room. I think that's how it works. But please tell me you haven't invited me to explain Judwan no, dynamics no, no. because that is a task beyond me. No, <laughs> no but you know, for, like... for, our, for our listeners who haven't fully caught on to this yet, when one Salman Khan punches somebody, the other Salman punches someone else yeah and it's not clear as to if they need someone specifically to punch on the other end too because in that climactic battle um let's raja the cool salman and prem is the sort of nerdy one raja has to beat up his own buddy in order to power <laughs> prem's defeating of the main villain but couldn't he just punch a wall or something I mean, I didn't he like that. He wouldn't have the right intensity. Yeah, I, I didn't really like that, buddy. So I was fine with him <laughs> getting beat up anyway. That was okay. But uh, yeah, the uh, the two brothers are separated. Raja, soon to be named Raja, is the one who gets to uh, you know taken away from the family, and he grows up kind of as a street kid, uh, foundling, orphan, and he by the time he's an adult is a straight up petty criminal. He is mm -hmm. stealing things all the time, stealing things out of cars, stealing people's wallets, clothes bags and they actually go to jail for a while, little while him and his him and his pal and prem the uh the weaker twin of the two uh is educated he goes to america because his mom needs an operation because she's you know catatonic after losing the other twin and he comes back eventually and then you know that that judwa music starts up and Wackiness ensues. Yes, hijinks ensue. They also individually meet girls who they fall in love with. Um, but those girls keep crossing paths with the other twin and getting confused. Um, yeah. Until eventually they sort everything out uh, during a bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I, I don't often say that I feel like I could think of a better idea in a movie than usual. But I wish the girls had ended up with their opposite numbers. Like, the rich girl ends up with the poor guy, and the poor girl ends up with, with the rich guy. Like, the more refined one goes with the less refined one. I thought that would have been really interesting, just because it kind of just keeps them within their class in this movie, right? Yeah, well, I think both... And I thought maybe that would happen in Jedi too, and it didn't. The girls seem to be on the same level financially. It's just one of them is a bit more like polished and the other one's a bit more like spunky and pretending to rob people. Yeah. 
And she enjoys getting spanked. Uh, yeah, the spanking. I, I think she was kind of like a bored rich girl. I think that's yeah. what they yeah. were kind of going for, right? Like a rebellious kind of, you know, uh, just bored with a rich lifestyle. And one and, spanking uh, yeah. and she's uh, on board with the whole Salman experience. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, it, it's a tough one. It's uh, Because I think a lot of people are talking about the misogyny in Judua 2. Mm. Where Judua one, this was not even a point yeah. raised at all because I think times have changed yeah. and it wasn't cool in Judua one either. It's never cool what they were doing, but because he's kind of playing this benevolent hoodlum, um, it makes sense because these are the kind of guys you used to see in India, Pakistan, like these mm. kind of pies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that archetype doesn't exist necessarily now in this time anymore. Um, in, especially, and they, because they also sanitize Varun so much, yeah. Um, and they bring him out of that milieu so quickly in Jurua too. You kind of lose that whole idea about what would. And in in the first, you see still Salman doing petty theft and stealing, and this kind of goes on until a long, long time. And um, the Prem character comes in quite late in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in this one, we're following the Prem character, and Raja comes in as with the big hero entry, which is kind of like shifting things and I understand why they wanted to do it. But I think it maybe doesn't necessarily work. But I think we can probably get into that when we're talking yeah. about Jirwa mm-hmm. too. I think what you're saying about kind of the the elements of maybe not quite misogyny, but certainly objectification of women. I, for a film 20 years ago, I can put that in context and I can recognize that it's problematic. But it's it's from 20 years ago. Um, and again, like it's, like you said, it's not the Farrelly Brothers comedy or well, something. Exactly. Yeah. Times have changed. People didn't think about it the same way. And so I can still enjoy it while, while pointing that it's problematic. In a contemporary film, I think that's harder to do. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of uh, Varun Dewan, I mean, he was in Badrinath Kiel Dahania today, this year. <laughs> so he's kind of going up the misogyny scale this time. <laughs> like, um, but Lapur. Yeah, Budlapur. I mean, there's kind of been an undercurrent through a lot of the films he's been in that, he, you know, yeah. he's he's a little handsy and a little punchy. Are we discovering that Varun Dewan doesn't love women? I mean, the scripts he keeps shaking, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to believe that. Uh, so, Asim, I'm assuming you'd seen this film before. Yeah. Um, so, Judua 1 is kind of... Um, so I'm a huge Salman Khan fan. I'm a huge Khan fan in general. And this was Salman Khan version 2. We're at the moment where Salman Khan version four, I would say. <laughs> okay. um, so this was version two. And the thing is about the Khans now, they seem like they've been dominating the industry for so long, 30 years now, but they've had their ups and downs. Mm. And all three of them had a huge debut. They shot up, they kind of broke the mold. It was the heroes we were waiting for because we'd had Amitabh for so long and after that, it was Anil Kapoor, but he never could become an Amitabh. So we didn't have somebody to kind of root for. And then the Khans came one after the other, one after the other. Um, and so they had huge launches and then it's, their career started dipping because they couldn't really, you know, uh, they didn't have the right, uh, the, the right kind of movies, the right kind of uh, vehicles. The, also, cinema hadn't really adapted to the times yet. Mm-hmm. And Salman version two is after the success of Karan Arjun and Hamab Ke Hain Those movies kind of came together and then Judua came. So an easy way to know when Salman's version 2 starts is when he loses the mullet. He mm-hmm. had this phase where he had like a mullet 
Um, and as soon as he loses that, and it's also where he starts kind of stripping off more, showing off mm-hmm. his muscles. He came in all buff and stuff. Um, and it was huge. It was huge for a guy like me. Like, I, I was a Muslim boy growing up in Belgium, like a very wide, very racist country. And I always say there's two two things that really changed me. It was one in Kuli, where Amitabh is playing a Muslim character and he's uh, he's getting shot with bullets and like a religious veil stops all the bullets. And I was like, oh my God, we have a Muslim superhero. I've never seen that. And then the second thing that really changed me was Oh Oh Jane Jana, where Salman strips off. He's all buff and is like, wait a minute, Muslim guys can be buff. They can take <laughs> off their shirt. They can be sexy. This <laughs> is us too. And for that, I have such a huge love for Salman. I used to be a really overweight kid. I saw Salman taking off his shirt. I started doing push-ups immediately. Hmm. It made me the man I am now. It probably helped me finding the wife that I did find because it became, you know, I became, you know, the the person I am. It gave me so much confidence. So it's all part of that nouveau kind of Salman that uh, Jurua kind of propelled. And um, it, it was pretty amazing. Um, and... The thing is with even in version four now with Salman, I'm sorry if I'm going on a tangent, but mm. I, I love talking about Salman. Um, the movies that he has a hero in where he can kind of play against, those are the better movies, even mm. now. So Bajrangi Bhaijan is better because Karina is in there. Yeah. Ekta Tiger is good because yes. Kat is in there. Anushka in uh, Sultan makes that movie so much better. And why a movie like Dabang 2 isn't that great? Because Sanakshi is... A, a non-entity there. Tube light. Tube light's terrible. Tube light. So I, I completely agree with exactly what you're saying. Tube light is awful and he has no heroin there to kind of bounce off of. And and there's this idea that these actors are so good they can open a, a movie on their own and they mm-hmm. can just carry a movie, but it's not true. And it wasn't true in the 90s either or in the 2000s where Salman's Jurua is good because he has never had better chemistry than he has with Karishma Kapoor. Mm-hmm. And himself, actually. His, his chemistry with himself is pretty good, too. <laughs> he all, loves himself, all right? He, all he needed uh, was to play against himself, but then movie <laughs> magic happens. Yeah, I was worried, wor- wondering where that bathroom would, scene would end up the first time I was watching it. I was like, forget about the girls. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about this. Um, so, you feel this? Yeah, we got a connection. But, but I think... I think you're right, because Jedwa is most kind of appealing when Salman Khan is on screen with one of the girls. It's kind of, it's it's the silly love story that works for me far more than anything else in this film. Marrying his sister off, the gangster, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So, and Charisma and Salman are were actual friends, or are actual friends still at, at this date, and the problem is that beside Jurua, they've only done terrible movies together. Mm-hmm. So it never became kind of that Kajal, Shah Rukh Khan mm-hmm. thing, you know, where they had this massive hit. And But honestly, if, if you want to see how much they love each other, go back to watch some live show where Salman is dancing and Charisma is in the audience or Charisma is dancing and Salman is in the audience. They cheer like cheerleaders. It is insane. And they still talk very fondly about each other. And I feel that's really the core of Jurua. is mm-hmm. Charisma Kapoor and Salman Khan. Um, and I think that's why the spanking doesn't come across in such a kind of terrible way because she, she you feel like she's in on the joke, you yes. know, it, it, so it's not like, oh my God, this hoodlum is randomly spanking a girl he just met. Like they immediately have this connection and she feels kind of in on it. And then mm-hmm. in the second one they do it cause it was in the first one. Yeah. And it does not work as well. <laughs> 
And I, I think Judua 1 also just works because it's inherently Salman. Like, the way he's pronouncing dialogues, the way he has these mannerisms, the whole, you know, going down thing, the squat. Little, yeah. that Salman does that because that's Salman. Varun does that because Salman does it. Yeah. You know, so there's immediately a disconnect there. So this is just like Salman show. And I, I remember even watching an interview about how he did these different roles. And he said, when I'm playing Raj, I'm playing what I am with my friends. So be it with, you know, Sanjay Dutt and Ajay Devgan, you know, these kind of rowdy guys, they talk about movies, this is what they are. And when he's doing Prem, he's doing basically Barjatia's version of Prem. So mm-hmm. be it Mene Pyar Kiya, be it Hum Aapke Kaun, be mm-hmm. it Prem Ratan Dhan Payo, that's the Prem he's playing. The Prem he's in front of with his parents, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how he played it. And I was like surprised because I've never heard that much analysis from Salman about how he wrote, which <laughs> is kind of cool. <laughs> I will maintain that like Salman Khan is a lot better of an actor than I think a lot of people realize. He just kind of, I think so much of what he does seems effortless. But to me, it's very clear that there there are layers to his performances, um, especially his best ones, like you see in Bajrani Bajan. Um, but here, because you have kind of the two Salman Khans playing off of one another, and you have, I think, um, kind of more of that romantic hero in Prem, and then this kind of, this 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 rougher this rougher bro. bro broier yeah. guy who is kind of like more of a more what I think of when I think of contemporary Salman Khan, yeah. Because they're playing off of one another, I think you do really see kind of that he has range. Okay, what was Salman three? <laughs> Salman three is hair plug Salman. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> We're learning so much. Also, he gains what, what fifteen pounds each iteration too. The peak of Salman three is Terenam, where he's playing the with the mulleted hair and he's oh, yeah. like shaven. Yeah. That's kind of the peak of it. It's very hard to break it down because Bollywood movies are sometimes so much delay. So you'll yeah. have version three, but you'll still have a few movies of version two, right. and they'll kind of like float into each other. Uh, movies like Andaz Apnapna have version two and version three together. Um, so it, it's funny, but uh, yeah, I've done a whole thesis about it. Nice. <laughs> and you gets... say you're not a film critic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that That's a multi-year examination of his filmography. And he gets, yeah. what, 15 pounds of muscle each iteration too, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean... I think he's, he was just the, kind of the first one. If you watch Mene Piarkia, you know, he's like working out like my uncle used to work out with just whatever he has around in the house, right? He's just yeah. like doing push-ups, pull-ups, and how big can you get? Now we have nutrition and honestly, probably a lot of, lot of alcohol. You know, he just kind of feels like froggy bloated now. It's It looks terrible, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, he he still has silky smooth hair in Jodhwa. It looks so pretty. It makes, yeah. like like a little doll boy. It's yeah. I, I like Prem's I, hair I better. I don't like I don't that. love the uh, the mushroom cut, but uh, Prem's hair looked pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I like the I like the Raja one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will say that I think this movie is ridiculous. I think the plot is pointless. <laughs> um, but if you're watching one of these movies for the plot, then you know go somewhere else. Yeah, you're kind of missing um, the point. But but I do think that, yeah, when, when Salman Khan is on screen, especially with Karishma Kapoor, but I also really liked him with um, Ramba. Ramba, I think, like, the movie the movie sparks. The movie starts to come alive. When it has to go back to kind of the plot, it starts to lose me. Yeah. Um, but, like, those dance sequences, man, Salman Khan could really move in this. Yeah. Um, he can't really move like this anymore because he's so bulky. Like, when you think of... Um, yeah. 
him in Sultan doing uh, the bass song. Uh, he he just baby kind go of, bass. Yeah, baby go bass. He's just kind of lumbering around here, like he's actually dancing, and he's good. I like when Judua came out. I had never seen a Khan do a backflip in a pool. Yeah, like it was a it was a thing that was in every promo of the movie. Salman doing a backflip in the pool in orange jeans. Like it was huge. Like. I've never seen any other Khan do it. Like he was, and like I, I love martial arts movies, and I, I think you guys do too, right? Mm, oh yeah. He does this spin roundhouse kick. Can you see Salman version five doing any spin roundhouse kick? No. He gets height. He gets spin. He gets good hits. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. He does one in Andaz Apnapna too in the final scene where it's like Andaz Apnapna. Why would you want to pull off a good roundhouse kick? But Salman does it and he does it really really well. <laughs> I think they went they went over the top on that in Jidwa too. Like yeah. every finishing move that uh, Varun does is you know jump up four feet in the air and then deliver a devastating kick or a punch in the face and like yeah, yeah we get yeah. it he's pretty good but there's you a physicality it, here to his performance that i think he's lost yeah i i think also like tiger shroff is for bollywood what 50 cent was for hip-hop hmm. he's messed up the whole shit like he's come up with his stupid cosmetic bullshit <laughs> and he's just like Messed it up for everybody. Now Varundawa needs to do like triple flips, and clearly it's not even him. Like we can see that there's like digital effects going on, mm -hmm. but because Tiger does it, now everybody does it. And Tiger also annoys me because Vidyut did it first, and he's still much better than Tiger. Oh, yeah. So. oh yeah. Tiger Never should get someone to CGI all the scenes where he acts, and then he yeah. could stay for the fighting parts and the dancing and the dancing parts, which he's yeah. great at. Uh, Matt, you said something while we were watching this film that it was predicated on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. You know, this is something that they did fix for the better in Jadwa too. But most of the jokes in this movie are based on the fact that you just won't remember what someone was wearing 30 seconds ago. <laughs> but in the second one, they are wearing the same shirt, which, you know, in this in the, the basketball scene, the one where they're kind of switching off the most, they are wearing a basketball jersey, which I'm pretty sure the, the, uh, the Royal Music Academy in London probably doesn't have a basketball team. <laughs> but it made sense for that scene. But yeah. It it is kind of based on that, you know. Oh, hey, weren't weren't you, weren't you wearing a suit uh, five minutes ago? And maybe the subtitles aren't picking up. He's saying something like, "Oh yeah, don't worry about that." Like it, even if there was something like that, just to just distract me from that, that would have been fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's just, you need to just kind of suspend your disbelief of how you say it, but it's, it is, I understand, I understand your point. It's frustrating, it's yeah. annoying, it breaks the kind of like, if, if there's a moment where you're not on board of David Dhawan movies and you lose kind of track, it's very hard to jump back on that train because there's so much nonsense going on. I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> All you have to do is have them, have them attend an event and they're both wearing a tuxedo. And then you have to rely on their haircut to know which one's which. Because, you know, I'm not going to remember what everyone's haircut is, you know, every minute or so. But, you know, if one's wearing a suit and one's wearing bright orange pants, I feel like I'll be able to pay attention. I think you just have to accept that, like, it's cartoon logic. Yeah, like it's, it's like Looney Tunes logic. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Plus, you run into the same guy. You're not going to notice that he's wearing a red shirt now. Who cares? Because, yeah. you know, it's all in service of the joke. So just... Yeah, I think it could potentially be a barrier to enjoying it. We've talked about a fair number of barriers. 
Um, but, you know, if you're able to put those things aside, it's a pretty fun movie. Songs? Yeah. Excellent. The songs Dancing, were great. Dancing? Fantastic. So good. Yeah. Did um, you have a so favorite good? song, Asim? Is it the song about how India is the best? Because I did like just a list of all the good things that India has done. That was sweet. Yeah. And funnily, uh, Ashwarya Rai even gets a mess- mm-hmm. uh, kind of a nod in that one. So. Very early. It was for funny. Because huh? I, I, I was noticing it. It's like Ashwarya Rai got a nod, and then. Prem, his entrance, he's playing like an unplugged guitar that mm-hmm. you kind of pay, uh, you noticed in Dhunki. Oh, so yeah. Dhunki, Katrina, Katrina, unplugged guitar. So there's like yeah. something going on. That, like, this movie was written in the stars. <laughs> so Well, when, um, when did he start dating Ashwarya? Was it mid-90s? I or? think it was just after. I think okay. it was just after. Maybe I he was just like, I... no, this Ashwarya chick seems hot. Let's, uh, let's give her a shout out in the movie and then maybe she'll give me a call. Let's not uh, discuss yeah. that relationship. <laughs> Yeah, it's a dangerous one, but uh, yeah, just kind of placing it within the time that yeah. we've lived. That it was, it was just kind of funny. Uh, mine was, honestly, I love, I like all of the songs, and I feel, I think that the new songs in Jurua Two aren't as good as any of the even mm-hmm. bad songs in, in, in the first Jurua. I, I love the, the one that they have in the park where they've switched roles. Yes, uh, that yeah. one is so good. Love that. Such good dancing, such lovely silky smooth hair from Salman when he's like jumping and it flops in front and all that. Love that. Uh, I love the Tu Mere Dil Me Bazja, the backflip song in the yeah. pool. Love it. Charisma and him are having so much fun. Notice Salman Khan in crowd scenes. And this was a thing for David Thaman a lot. He goes to these foreign locales and he just shoots in the street. There's no permits. And there's like a tons of people outside, like watching the shooting happening and talk about suspension of disbelief, right? <laughs> We're supposed yeah. to, A, they're singing and dancing in the street, but there's like a hundred people watching them. But Salman is super awkward. He's always super awkward. And I find it just so endearing because, you know, Salman is like supposed to be this macho guy, but he hates dancing in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I like all of the songs, honestly. Maybe the India is the best one a bit less because it's a bit too much Anumalik. Uh, but he does great in Uchiha building, though. Well, it was funny because in that one, you get the pretty awkward rap sequence. <laughs> but God. in the new one, you get kind of like a tropical house. And also, you get a little bit of auto-tune in the background. Like, oh, uh-huh. well, they, they're still following trends in the same way that they were back in 97. And it still yeah. works about the same... Uh, it works about as well as it did back then too. I also really like the the dance sequence near the end uh, that they also do in Jedwa Two, where one of them is on stage. So Raja kind of has to perform as Prem because Prem has been thrown uh, in yeah. jail because they thought he was Raja, and that's where their reflexes kick in. And you see uh, Raja on stage performing like this very '90s music video <laughs> performance, and. Yeah. And Prem is over in the jail cell doing the same thing. I just thought that was so, that was so fun. It was a good use, again, of that conceit of, like, sharing the same reflexes. But that was a great song. It's fun, but, like, can you give Prem something? I mean, especially in Jawa 2, Raja just rolls up like, oh, yeah, Music Academy, huh? Yeah, I could do this. No big deal. Like, not even a (laughs) single thought as to, I guess this guy's been going here for years. He's probably pretty good at music. No. Just Roger just fucking rules at everything. Yeah, but Music Academy and he's playing unplugged it's like electric yeah. guitar, so clearly he wasn't going to class, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, give give Prem a bone here. Come on. All right. Well, I also love the oh, choreography in the songs, though. Yeah. Uh, it's Ganesh Acharya and very Ganesh Acharya. Ganesh Acharya is like a very kind of... Um, um, 
he's kind of, he's, he's very overweight so a lot of his dance moves are just like one body part moving you know mm. that kind of stuff mm. yeah um like so it's, it's kind of yeah it's very ganesh but it's it's still it was so fresh when it came out there's this because in uchiha building there's this guitar riff right mm-hmm. there and, 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 and there's this shot where uh charisma becomes the guitar and yeah. someone is playing it i just thought that was such a cool thing to do you know i also um, like the kind of hopping that they do a lot in this one like yeah. they'll be sitting kind of do the train thing i i'm doing i'm doing things with my hands here listeners you can't really tell <laughs> like they kind of sit next to a pool and kind of bounce along like a train or they kind of yeah. hop in place a lot of the time in that one yeah. song you talked about before where there's a lot of people watching and you don't see that move that much. So yeah. that that was fun. <laughs> it's a very powerful style. Um, yeah. And I think it really works for Salman Khan. Because yeah. um, you're not asking him to do like a lot of delicate moves, um, but just like stomps and like really kind of sharp movements. I think mm-hmm. it works yeah. really well. Very martial. He was so yeah. spry. He was so spry back in the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, he does show up in Jadwa 2. And is not dancing the same way these days. No. Oh, my God. Uh, so I think that brings us to Jedwat 2. It's in theaters now uh, as we are recording this. Yeah, we uh, saw there, there was a you know, pretty packed house last night when we watched it. So it's doing pretty well here in Edmonton still. Yeah, right? and, and we find kind of after like week one, you know, for a matinee on a Saturday, uh, we find the theater to be pretty dead. And it was pretty full yesterday. Yeah, um, so it's got legs this Like movie. here in Edmonton, Alberta. So that's impressive. Um, it's doing I pretty think- well. I think people are just starving for this kind of movie, you know, yeah. especially the Asian audience. It's not been a good year for cinema in general. And the ones that have been great haven't connected. Like, I love Jagga Jasus this year. So good. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's and, weird, though. It, 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 it within, is not the same sort of film. Within five minutes, I knew this movie would not connect with Desi audiences. It's just they, they, they would not be able to kind of, you know enter this world and accept the way mm-hmm. everything is being done. Yeah. Uh, as soon as those kids were singing the chorus, you know, picture shuru, picture shuru, yeah. I knew, okay, this is done. This is a flop. <laughs> this is not going to work. And I love it. It's I like love two this. seconds in, you knew. Yeah. I knew. I, I'm, I'm very attuned to box office. I don't know mm-hmm. why that is, but I know <laughs> what works and what doesn't work. Well, I'm not because I was saying to a friend of mine, he was saying like, oh, it's going to do really well. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think it has like... Great buzz. And I was completely wrong. About Jaguar 2. About Jaguar 2. Yeah. yeah, I thought Jaguar Jesus was going to do pretty well, and it did not. Um, and I didn't think Jaguar 2 was going to do that well. So you and need to listen to a scene. He knows what's up. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah, don't listen to me when it comes to, to speculating on box office. I, I don't have that touch. Uh, so Jaguar 2 stars Verwin Dewan in the Salmon Khan role. Uh, his characters here are again named Raja and Prem. Jacqueline Fernandez. Tapsi Panu. Seriously, that, I love saying that name. Uh, Anupam Kerr, and there are cameos from Johnny Lieber and Salman Khan. It is roughly the same film, with the exception that instead of one of the twins coming to India and all the hijinks ensuing there, uh, the twin in India, Raja, goes to London, England, where Prem is, and all the hijinks ensue there. Yeah, and it's much more of a Prem story or at least for the first hour or so. Yeah, yeah. So Raja comes in much later, um, and we kind of are with Prem for, for the beginning, which is a bit flipped from uh, the previous film. The kind of first half has the biggest differences, but then, like, especially the last third is very much kind it's of the same beat, yeah. movie with, you know, like, the twins 
um, <laughs> finding themselves in the bathroom and then uh, like everything coming to the surface with their girlfriends um, when they're having a bath and Raja having to perform for Prem and Prem getting thrown in jail. I really like Burundawan and I was really kind of was a little trepidatious about this film because we didn't really like main Terra hero. But I was actually surprised that I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to and that I didn't like it as much as I liked Jadwa. Yeah. Did you guys watch Jadwa first or yeah. Jadwa yeah. 2 first? We watched yeah. Jadwa first. Which I think was oh, really helpful because there were lots and lots of callbacks, which we wouldn't yeah. have got. So, yeah. yeah, if you're like us, you don't speak Hindi, watch Jadwa 1 first, then 2. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I know a lot about the Royal Music Academy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what that building is, but... In addition I to having so. a basketball team, like, do you think that people on their first day of school get bullied the same way at a music academy? It was a very kind of an Indian way of bullying that you also see in Three Idiots and stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you yeah, know, that's year, what it yeah. means. They call it ragging, right? Like in yeah. India, they call it ragging or Eve teasing when it's about a girl. I honestly, I mean, the thing is, I'm... I'm, I'm kind of like maybe you don't see it, but I'm kind of a big guy, so I never get messed with. So mm-hmm. I've never been in the situation where somebody would dare to rag me or eve tease me. So um, I've never seen this. I'm, again, and this is where that difference between not being in India or Pakistan comes in. That I've never seen this happen. And yeah. honestly, if I would see it happen, I would do something about it. Honestly, I could not. You know, yeah, uh, well, this is something I've noticed in a lot of Hindi films is that they seem to kind of conflate high school with university because yeah yeah. yeah, here no one would get bullied that way at a university like literally impossible you would probably just get arrested not unless you're in like a sorority if if you're in a frat yeah maybe but But, i've never seen a frat in a hindi film either and sororities and fraternities are not as big here in canada as they are yeah in the states they're huge here it's just sort of yeah if you want to pay money to get friends then you could do that but uh like yeah it's uh it, it feels like just to for the Indian audience, they feel like they want to just introduce higher education, but it's basically still high school, which most people understand. Well, you want them to be of yeah. marriageable age. Yeah. I, I think it's also where it's it's because it's the first time that uh, like Indian kids and Pakistani kids, they get like a sense of autonomy. Yeah. They're, they're doing their own thing. They're adults. And in high school, they're still kind of we're by our parents. We're kind of kept kids for a long time anyway more than any other culture uh, especially if you're a, a, a boy you can't do anything wrong in front of you know your mother will always kind of you know just glance over all your mistakes so they infantilize us for a long time and when this kind of we become you know college age we are in a way adults and then a lot of this stuff seems to happen i think and uh, it's it's brutal i i don't know how mm-hmm. how people even can get over some of the things that are happening uh, but you think and, this is uh, realistic though that you know, just the first time leaving home, that bullying that, to me anyway, seems like you would have grown out of by the time of leaving high school and might continue in university just because yeah, no, the, the leash is off, basically. There's less bullying, I would say, in high school than there is in college in India and Pakistan. Wow, I think there's more. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought, like, quite. Huh. 
like wow. terrible bullying, like scarring bullying. I would say, like. Uh, well, we keep that uh, in high school here and junior high. That's that's yeah. when you get the bullying out of your system. But that's what you see, I think, very much in in a film like Three Idiots. Yeah, well, that one kid kills himself, but that's also because yeah. of the stress of engineering school. That's the stress of yeah. school, yeah. 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 But other elements in Jedwa too. So, I think this is the first time where I've really felt that Verundawan was uncomfortable in the role. And I just kind of felt like he was putting on airs. And maybe it was because we watched it like the day after Jedwa. But every single time he kind of like bent down and was um, kind rearranging of, his junk. Yeah. yeah. And pulling yeah. out those salmon ticks. I yeah. kind of, I don't know. I kind of retreated a bit from the film. Was that just me? His addition to the movie seems to be the cell phone gag of like, oh, my mother, she's got to get an operation. And oh, I'm just waiting to hear back from the doctor right now. That's and funny. like, you know, like, you could take the call if you want to tell them that I can't have five bucks. <laughs> like, that seems to be his big innovation. Because yeah. I guess they didn't have cell phones back during Jedwal 1. But, like, he also wasn't really trying to hustle people with, oh, my family's bad. It's more just, I'm going to rob you. And there was also that I he was also doing a Shah Rukh Khan impression. I don't know, maybe you caught yeah, up on that like, or not. Oh, that's they, so sad. Yeah, yeah. Meri ba, meri ba thi. That, yeah. that kind of thing. So it, it's funny because technically he's doing a Govinda impression, a Salman Khan impression, and a Shah Rukh Khan impression. Yeah. And the Shah Rukh Khan impression is actually the worst impression he does. Uh, it annoys the crap out of me doing Shah Rukh Khan impressions because they always are from his... Bazigar days when he used to kind of stutter a little bit and mm. talk about his mother a lot yeah. and that Shah Rukh doesn't exist anymore no. he has no. not done that shtick for ages but people still kind of go back towards it and it's funny because Varun has actually done a movie with Shah Rukh mm -hmm. and he's still doing this very odd kind of hearkening back to an old Shah Rukh so that was kind of but I think he was funny and I think because he's being directed by his dad uh, and I read this in one of his interviews he was doing he's like I'm adding that Salman Khan flavor, I'm adding that um, that Govinda flavor because you like it, Dad. Mm. Because that's the kind of cinema you like. That's the kind of cues that you find funny. So I kind of ramp it up a little bit more than I would. But so, where's the Varun flavor? That's what I want. That's what I was missing. Yeah. Like I, I'm a big fan of Varun Dhawan. I will even go to bat for Badranath Kedalhania. Yeah. And I just, I really did did not kind of jive with this performance. I just thought like, what? It, it just, it felt all over the place. And yes, he's playing two characters, but again, it just felt very muddled. Both well, of the Well, he's really good at being like a petulant teen kind of like, he's good at, um, you know, you can't tell me what to do, dad. But in this one, he could be like a, like a 40 year old, like wise guy or something when he's doing the Raja stuff. Like he's, he's trying to convince people to get on his side and stuff. And it, it's not what he's, good at i find i don't know i i, I think this too. i think one of the main problems is that it's a very calculated movie mm -hmm. um and you can see where they've kind of dosed stuff out you know so it's 90 percent the varun dhawan show but varun is basically doing a, 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 a salman or a or a govinda impression so um it the thing is with varun also he's more than any other contemporary hero of that kind of zone He's the one that harkens back to the movies that he grew up on the most. Mm, yeah. So be it uh, Matirahiru, be it Dishum, Hamti, and Badrinath, Kidulenia, they're all referencing movies that he grew up on. When you compare that to Arjun Kapoor and Ranveer, they also love these same kind of movies, the same time, Govinda, Anil Kapoor. But what they've only done a gunde. 
which also tried to kind of emulate that old old kind of cinema but i think they missed the mark because they were kind of going after the 70s mm-hmm. uh, the divar kind of movies yeah. and i think for it didn't connect because of that reason where it was just 10 15 years too old he should have made something remade something from the 90s that would have worked so varun does that a lot he remakes kind of stuff from the 90s recycled it and updates it and i think that's kind of it's it's fan service for Jurua because there's so many callbacks and Easter eggs and you know references to the old movie the way and also specific references to the actors themselves. There's that scene where he's playing a guitar, uh, Varun, and he just kind of nods his head like that. I, I, it's on video, but that's a Salman move, mm-hmm. and nobody would pick up on that unless you're a huge Salman Khan fan like Varun is. There's a there's a certain fight that he's doing, and he suddenly adds a twang to how he's pronouncing a word and that is a total govinda way of delivering a line mm-hmm. so so much is referential in it and so they've taken from judua from govinda's movies from and what remains isn't as good for one of the other reasons the songs yeah. aren't good yeah. the shift to prem storyline isn't that good the villains aren't good um the villains the are first... non-entities they no, weren't they the... weren't that great in the first one either I mean, Mukesh Rishi is awesome. He's Billa Jalani from Gardish. He mm-hmm. was a terrifying villain. Um, I, I would I, maybe you haven't seen Gardish. I would no. suggest seek it out. I okay. convinced our friend Josh Hurtalo to watch it. It's one of my favorite movies, and he's in it. He was it was the first time he came on as a villain, and he was amazing in it, like a badass. So he was. I liked him in Jodhpur. It was funny because he's like super tall, and Salman is super short. So there's no way he could beat him up. Yeah. But okay, it's a Bollywood movie, so it works. So, but you didn't have that counterpoint in Jodhpur too, and also even the girls. The the thing that annoys me about both movies is that the moment that reveal happens, that the girls figure out that there's two Salmans. They disappear. Yeah. Mm. And it annoys the crap out of me because charisma was the big thing that was holding it together. And in Jodhua 2, you don't have a charisma. You have uh, you have more for Tapsi Pannu to do, but she's paired with Prem, who's a weaker character mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. and not as engaging for audiences. And then on the other hand, you have uh, Jacqueline Fernandez, who I love. I think she's an amazing screen presence, but she's not a Charisma Kapoor, yeah. so she can't match Ka- Varun in that See, same kind of. See, they should have swapped. Uh, they should have swapped uh, Varuns. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe because then you get kind of a like rich kid, poor kid situation as well. Well, and it would have yeah. it would have put a twist on um, on the film. Yeah, in addition to the location change. Yeah. Then people would have been like, "Oh man, can you believe it? They changed the ending, or they changed the the girls. That would have been cool." Because I think watching, for us, watching this film so close to the original really kind of brought its weaknesses to to the forefront for us. And so, yeah. you know, while we were watching it, I, you know, I was getting all the callbacks or a lot of the callbacks to, to the previous film. But I just thought, like, I could be watching, I could be watching that film. Yeah, I'd watch that, that again. That it was one's... free. It was on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't have to go all the way to the Northside Theater. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. And, and here, like, and... I probably got a lot more of the inside jokes in Jadwa 2 um, relating to, you know, other Hindi films, and all the Bahubali, Bahubali jokes. jokes. Yeah, yeah um, so many Bahubali jokes, like free... four. What is it? Student of the Fear? That was not a yeah, good joke. Yeah, Student of the Fear, yeah. But I just, I didn't find them that clever. Not as clever as I've found those kinds of jokes in other films. Humpty Sharma Kidalhania did a great job on those sorts of callbacks. Yeah. And this one, it just kind of felt a little lazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the bahu, bahu, there were way too many Bahubali jokes. I think I counted four or five in it. It's like, come on, man. And there's, like, there's Bahubali's not that big either. Like, he's he's like he's got the strong arm or whatever, but he's not a giant like the villain in this one is. Yeah. And they kept yeah. saying like anyone who was big was a Bahubali. Like, he's actually you know, he's you know yeah he's built. But he's and it not... was also funny that Varun like on the one hand the Raja character is supposed to be this badass street fighter, but on the other hand he's also very scared of this guy that is already in a wheelchair. Yeah. So I didn't even understand what was going on. I mean, didn't he already put him in the wheelchair? So why is he so scared and running away? So this whole kind of, he was be, trying to be Prem, where Prem yeah. is a scaredy cat, but. Why would Raja ever be scared of? He was this like he was scared kind? of the legal implications, but again, in this one, you know, he's not even stealing or anything. So yeah, we're not entirely so sure what he does. Yeah, and also even the the they added some comedic set pieces in it too. Like they had the whole gag with the the football. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. dumb, and oh, that, that just ridiculous. looked ripped from a YouTube clip or some like, like ad, ad for yeah. shaving, yeah, like a yeah. Gillette ad or something, right? And the BMX uh, <laughs> stuff, like. Okay, I guess BMX is our thing. Okay, I kind of yeah. got excited about the BMX stuff just because I thought maybe they'd take the BMX down a water slide, like in my favorite Australian children's film, BMX Bandits, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. So I think overall, we'd recommend checking out Judwa over Judwa 2. Yeah, it's it's not even the Varun Dewan movie I like best this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at some point we will have to talk about Badrinath Kidalhania because we did not hate it as much as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, Shah really hated that one. Yeah, I I really hated it, and I gave up at the interval. Oh, and wow. then our my friend Bolly Britt on Twitter he said, yeah. "No, no, it's pretty good." So I ended up watching it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's fine." So I didn't hate it because I finished it, but it's uh, I, I just feel it's very hard to justify what what the hell Varun yeah. is doing as a character in that movie. Yeah, he went a little and bit too it, far. Yeah. Yeah, and he just keeps pushing you, pushing you, and I understand where the movie is going, and there's going to be this redemptive arc of him, but I never felt that the arc justified all of the actions that he's done before. Like he's, you know, he's kidnapping people, he's beating up people, yeah. so I, it, it didn't it didn't balance out for me. So, yeah. but on my end, I love Jodhpur too. Okay. Uh, I loved it, loved it, loved it, but I think. It's because of the place I'm coming from, because mm-hmm. I saw the old one 20 years ago. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much fan service. It's almost like the Force Awakens of yeah. uh, Star Wars movies. It's doing the same thing and adding a little bit of contemporary flavor to it. But um, it's I totally, totally understand that you guys maybe didn't. And the funny part is, because we, we, t- we started talking about doing this podcast like a month ago, something like that, maybe even earlier. Um, and I started watching Jurua and I stopped in 10 minutes. I was like, no, 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 no. I've seen this movie enough. And if I watch Jurua 2 with just having seen Jurua 1, I will not enjoy Jurua 2. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to us. So I wonder if we revisit this film, you know, down the line, if we'll enjoy it more. But then the jokes aren't as ingrained in us from the first one. So it might be a little bit tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So even like when in Jurua One, like the clothes Salman is wearing, right? Like these these flashy jeans and these shirts. I remember at that age, I was looking to find those jeans and those shirts because I wanted to wear them. Now Varun is wearing them ironically. Yeah. So it's 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 just kind of a weird thing, you know. I don't want to be Raja anymore. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe kids mm-hmm. today want to be Raja. I don't know. But at that age, I wanted to be Salman Khan. So I think that's where maybe the difference does mm-hmm. lie in it. I I did enjoy it, and it was really cool to just be in a theater that was sold out i went on the first night i think eight o'clock show it was packed 
and everybody was laughing at the jokes. Every, and that was that kind of comedy builds on it. Yeah, you need if other people are laughing, you're more likely to start laughing. Yeah, yeah. And that I mean, that's just that's such a fun experience. It's human psychology. Yeah. yeah, like that would I think that would convince like most people. Like if you, if you just if you have a good crowd, like a sold out crowd that's all enjoying the movie and everyone's excited, like that that goes a long way. I think for. Um, appreciating the film itself because every time you watch it, you're gonna go back to like, ah, man, that was a great night. Yeah, yeah I think and also film, our experiences with film are totally um, influenced by how we see them and who we see yeah. them with. So I, I went to the cinema with my with our friend Bolly uh, uh, Pop uh, Nine Geek. He's called on oh, yeah. Twitter as uh, Sujoy. He's been on my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a really funny guy. He's been on the podcast three times. We chill together quite a bit. And both of us, when we find something funny, we'll laugh, we'll mm. clap, we'll cheer. Mm-hmm. And even when an audience, especially in London, sometimes they, they can be a bit too classy. Like they almost watch Bollywood as a joke in a way. Or, oh, I've been dragged to this because of my wife and I didn't want to go. But when there's somebody that's vocally loving something and laughing at the right points, it just kind of elevates the whole mood of the audience mm-hmm. and everybody gets it like oh we don't need to be too cool to laugh at a stupid joke and that really you know because i think i really feel our joy translates to the people around us and then there's the and it, it's all cumulative right so uh, i'm laughing somebody else is laughing then five people are laughing then at the end of it everybody's in and i think that's kind of a really cool thing happening and i missed it this year i yeah. i didn't have it like Bahubali 2 had it maybe but because it's I'm not that close with that kind of movie making mm-hmm. uh, that kind of culture and it's also very actually one more point uh, there's a lot of pandering going on religious communal pandering in Varun's movie mm-hmm. it annoyed the crap out of me in this room because they had this whole Eid namaz thing where they're praying and he's like oh, don't interrupt their prayer and stuff like that and I'm a Muslim I was like Dude, go get the terrorist. Like, run through the people that are playing. They'll be totally yeah. fine with it. That guy's and doing more damage have... to uh, Islam than anybody. Go get that it guy. Is, it's, it's, we're totally fine. Go get the terrorists, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're all okay. They they kill us first, then they kill other yeah. people. So we're totally fine with you well, guys. Well, I was thinking, us. you know, the the stuff with Ganesh in uh, Jula 2, it reminded me a lot of uh, Badrangi Bhajan, where Salman is also that super Hindu guy. And I thought yeah. that was maybe trying to call back to that. I'm not sure. Because that is not in, in Jodhwa 1 at all. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, and it, it it was interesting because there's that dichotomy because Salman is a Muslim and he's playing the super religious guy. Mm-hmm. So it makes it interesting in Bajri, mm-hmm. Bajrangi Bhaijan where here just the pandering. But again... Maybe it was just something that because I'm not a I'm, I'm not a Hindu. It's not my festival, you know. It's like you know, uh, uh, Love Actually is a Christmas movie, but I have no connection to the Christmas theme of it because, mm-hmm. wow, I'm not you know I don't I've never celebrated Christmas, right? Also, so, but Love something... Actually kind of blows. So it's whatever. A bad movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. But I mean, they hate mail for that. <laughs> that's the thing that's gonna piss people off. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I think I think like these movies are better with a group of people, maybe with some drinks. Like I think I think that's the thing that would also really improve them is drinking. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. My... Or whatever else you wanna partake in. <laughs> but know? I did you know, I will say, like, I'm coming around. I did I didn't enjoy Judwa Two as much, but I did really find kind of um Jadwa to be like it had mo- its moments. That's what it's I'm very saying. charming. It its moments. Yeah, yeah. It's very charming. My favorite joke at Jadwa too is when he's 
telling the pizza shop owner like, "Oh, we'll be the best guards for your pizza shop, and when the guard when the bad guys are going to come, I'm going to speed bag his nuts for about thirty seconds." Oh God! There was definitely a lot of product placement for a jewelry shop called Boodles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. Super But the first one, one has a ton for Pepsi. Which I'm told there yeah. was a war between Pepsi and Coke over various stars <laughs> at the time. So the songs were great. I, songs those were great. two songs, which he had building, I love it. It's yeah. it, you, just watch that. You know, watch watch the old Judua, watch the new versions on YouTube, and I think you covered most of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I think the songs were a lot of fun, and I love to watch Topsy Panu and Jacqueline Fernandez dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Cool to see Topsy in this kind of commercial thing, you know, because yeah. she's doing this like a pink and Nam Shabam. It's kind of cool for her to be in front of more people that will actually see her movies and cool for her career too. Well, think. this is like probably a big hit for her right now. Probably better than those two did. Because, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see her in more movies. I think she is so much fun. And I just think yeah. she's so cute. And like you just, she's so, like you, your eyes are just drawn to her whenever she's on screen. She's yeah. so good. And she's got the funnest name in the world to say. Jacqueline Fernandez was also in the film. <laughs> I, I know. I, and I do love Jacqueline Fernandez. But, um, you know, I, I just, I think we've seen her in this role a lot more often. And she just didn't get enough to do. Not that I think Tapsi Panu had enough to do, but she still feels a bit more fresh. Well, it's funny that nobody had an English accent. Like, especially Tapsi has, like, the most India-English yeah. accent. He's like, how long have you been in London? Like. <laughs> Again, suspension of disbelief. She's trying not to be the (laughs) typical NRI who loses the accent, you know. She's trying to (laughs) trying to keep it real. Yeah. Keeping it real. Well that brings us to the end of this episode. Asim, thank you so much for coming on and uh encouraging us to to give David Dawan a shot um and revealing to us the theory of the four Salman Khans. Uh you said five though. Is he on five now? It it depends if you wanna put Malit Salman in its own stage or not. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah. I feel oh, okay. Malit Salman is the end of version one where yeah. it just go terribly wrong because obviously he has a mullet so things aren't going well. Right. So <laughs> it depends how you count that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, Asim, how can people listen to your show? Where can they find you online? So you can follow me at, on Twitter at upodcasting.com uh, or at Asim Bernie. I'm on Twitter there too. So yeah, I think everywhere you want to find a podcast, Right, so you podcast very easy to find. Cool, perfect. We will be back in two weeks with our annual horror episode. We're doing it again. Our third <laughs> annual horror episode. Will we get scared? Probably not. No. Uh, we're going to be looking at three films from cult B horror film directors, the Ramsey Brothers. Uh, I I don't think we're going to get scared. Yeah. Unlikely. Um, if previous entries in the Hindi horror film file have, uh, you know, <laughs> taught me anything, it's probably not going to be amazing, but we're going to check out Hotel, Piranha Mandir, and Virana. Oh, wish us luck, listeners. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can uh, check us out on Twitter at Bollywood Pod. You can also find me there at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I am at Aaron E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. If you are a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps uh, new people find the show, helps us with uh, you know those podcast rankings, and it, it makes us feel good about ourselves. You can find this show and other Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB content at gradio.ca. You can also find us... Um, at 
Audio Stitcher, Boom. Audio Boom. You can also find us at Stitcher, Audio Boom, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, lots of places you can find this show. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcast I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Uh, we're recording an episode this week on films about the Clinton administration. So mm, Bygone days we all miss. Yeah, people can learn how little I know about American politics. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul's really good at it, so he'll, he'll back you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks with a spooky new episode. Yes. 